You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Coach. Uh, I know you've... uh had a relationship with MJ for quite a while. How uh, has he responded to his injury and just what have you seen from him like since you guys met a while ago? MJ, which MJ are you talking about? Tafisi. Okay, yeah, he's he's uh, doing great. He uh, Yesterday he had a couple really nice plays in, in dropping in zone coverage. Um, Should have had two picks, had a big one. Uh, that was really impressive and um, – yeah, he's getting more comfortable. Um, he's, he's got confidence back in, in, uh, in his, with his health and his body, and uh, he looks good out there. Thanks. Anthony Edwards, that's, that's the actor, right? That's right. Yeah, I uh, went back to school. <laughs> All right, Christian is up right now. We'll be followed by Mike Varell, then Dan Reilly. Go ahead with your question, Christian. Pete, if, if you had to um... – describe what Ryan Bowman's specialty is as an outside linebacker, like, like what he's best at. How do you think you'd describe that? He's a defensive end that plays a C gap and rushes a passer. That's, that's his specialty. <laughs> you can follow that up if you like Christian. Um, just how much, how much better is he? What, what's he, what's he improved on the most over these, these last few years? I know he's, he's obviously been a productive player for you guys for a while now. Um, you know, I mean, just probably more so in, um, he's been here for a long time and, you know, how he can, uh, help the young guys, um, with their transition into college. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's, he's got a, he's got a little bit dry sense of humor. So in meetings, you know, he, he, uh, he can be, he can be entertaining at times. Um, but from a football aspect, um, just his steadiness, you know, he's a consistent, um, consistent guy, um, you know, going into this year, just, just really want him to, um, you know, take his uh, playmaking ability to the, to the next, to the next level. All right. We'll go to, I believe we're at uh, Mike Varell. Is that right? Or was that the last question? Oh, that's right. Thanks. So go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sorry about that. Yeah, Pete, uh, I'm wondering about, about Zion. It looks like he um, gained, 14, 15 pounds this offseason. I'm wondering how that changes what he can do physically. It, he looks great out there. Um, I saw the the weight the other day. It said something like 278, and I my my jaw dropped because I because he's moving. He's not moving like a 278. I mean, he looks good. And when we're dropping him in coverage, he's fluid. Um, he, he's running well. Um, Probably, he, I mean, he's going to lose some of that weight. You know, I think that was uh, a little bit of the pandemic uh, buffet issues there. But um, he looks really good, really athletic. And uh, we talked about Leatu earlier. Zion's another one that's, um, you know, he's taking his um, his playmaking ability to another level. Um, he's playing more physical. Uh, he's playing more consistent. And um, I really, really expect uh, big things out of him this year too. All right, we'll go to Dan Reilly, followed by Masvida, and then Fetters. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, hi, Pete. Um, the other day, Jimmy Lake said that the two freshman rush, uh, rush ends 
and I'm assuming that's Seville, Smalls, and Lola Hea, had shown moves that he hadn't seen in a while. Uh, could you could you uh, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm not sure who he's talking about. Um, Seville, um, yeah, Seville showing up. He's flashing. Uh, he's a, you know for a freshman, he is physical. He's not afraid of contact, and um, you know play, plays plays with. Um, Pretty good intensity for a true freshman, uh, and then um, I'm not because uh, Jordan is a, it plays a different position. Um, um, so yeah, so, Savelle's definitely uh, a guy that's uh, that's showing up. All right, I believe we're at uh, Masvida right now. Go ahead, Mas. Coach, I had, I just had to circle back. I know it's not about you. Coaches don't like to talk about themselves, but when you answered my question, you were smiling. How happy are you to get back into coaching, into football, given everything that's happened? Yeah, it's a, you read. Yeah, you, you read my body language well. It's say we've been cooped up for whatever months and um, trying to do as much as we could, uh, which was actually you know looking back. I mean, I think we got a lot done uh, with the time that we had with, with our meetings, being able to. Uh, communicate with these guys and <clears throat> get the information uh, to them um, through these Zoom meetings. And then when we were able to start, when we were able to get back together and start um, actually um, doing 11 on 11 stuff, the guys uh, picked it up really fast. There, there wasn't, a, you know, a ton of uh, glaring busts. I mean, they, they knew where to line. They knew what the, what they were supposed to do their assignment. Um, now that we got, pads on you know and we're, and we're we're actually meeting with them in person you know all the detail stuff is going to uh is going to get cleaned up but it's been it's been um it's been really good we've i mean we've gotten a lot a lot of stuff done over these uh last couple months um as it started to go back and forth between when we could be together uh, more all right we'll go to fetters then anthony then nicholas go ahead chris hey coach k i just was curious that Going back to Jordan Willowhead, can you talk a little bit about his journey and and kind of you know what you anticipated seeing from him and and when you first recruited him and how he's shown up maybe the first couple of days? Yeah, so you know, we recruited him out of East High School, and then we knew he was gonna there's a there's a strong chance he was gonna go on a mission, so uh, which he did, and then um, you know coming back off the mission. Um, Usually those guys, you know, they need they need a, a good off season to uh, get back in shape because they're not allowed to do anything on their missions. Um, they, they get like an hour of free time, you know, um, but they can't go to they can't go to like uh, workout places and stuff like that. So they're doing, you know, if, if they're doing it, it's like it's going to be push ups. They might be able to play basketball or something like that. So he came off of that and then right into a, um, you know. The, the sign of the, the, the pandemic and so he's definitely been um he he's um you know he hasn't been able to take advantage of that spring that excuse me the winter and spring workouts with saha um the spring ball would have really helped and so um yeah where we're at right now is um he's he's got he's got a little ways to go to get get himself back uh to where he was before he went on his mission all right, we'll go to, I think, I think the order is Anthony, then Nicholas, then Ruth. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, Coach. So, 
you've had a relationship with Jimmy for your whole time here when you've been at UW and just what have you seen from him like evolve as a coach over the years and did you ever anticipate coach Peterson stepping down and this change happening? So me and Jimmy go back to when he was a senior at Eastern Washington. I was a D-line coach at Eastern Washington back in 1998. And so I've known Jimmy for a while now. Um, we were able to coach there when he got, when he got done, he was a student assistant. And then we coached again at Montana state um, for a year. And, um, and then, coached at, you know, he came to Boise um, when our DB coach left there, and, and we've been together ever since with, with uh, Coach Pete. Now him being the head coach, um, so um, just his growth as a uh, – obviously X's and O's, secondary play is second to none, and then, you know, his growth as, you know, the team building. You know, when, when we're younger, you know, we all have egos, and it's all, you know, we're just young. We, we got all that we got all the answers and all that and his growth as far as the, the team building um, stuff that we've learned from coach Peterson over, over the years with team unity, um, you know, um, that vibe that you want as a team, um, holding guys accountable, um, doing the right things, being a real man. I mean, I can go on and on all this, all the, the life skills um, that we've learned and how important it is teaching these guys um, at this at this age group that they're in to you know. I mean, football is important to us. We want to win a lot of games. We want to win championships. We want to go to the national championship. We want to go to Rose Bowls. Um, trying to, but again, keeping it in perspective um, that you know this this window that we got of, of football as a football player is very short in the grand scheme of things, and so I think. You know, him, him and myself over the years has learned this, that from Coach Peterson is um, keeps us grounded. Um, and um, when, it, when it's going good, we're not too high. When it's going bad, we're not too low. And, you know, keeping that, that even keel and we're, we're on to uh, the next challenge. Um, and so the second question, Coach Peterson, uh, no, I – had no idea or thought he was, you know, eventually, yeah, you know, but I was, I thought it was a ways down the line. Um, but when he came in and said that, and I heard that, um, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised, you know, um, just knowing him and knowing, you know, he always would say, you know, you, if, if, if you don't have the passion for what you're doing um, or what, you know, it's like the energy and it's, it's time for a change. And, um, and that's the one thing that coach Pete is always, you know, he always preached to us. He's always taught team, uh, everybody he's touched. It's like, you know, you're all in um, for whatever you're doing and you're giving it your all and um, you got to do it with energy and passion and, for whatever reason you lose that or don't have it, it's, it's time to do something different. And so that's what I mean by, you know, I, I was, I was, I guess, well, I don't know, surprised, but not shocked. Um, so. Yeah. Right, thank you, coach. Two more questions. We'll go to Nicholas first and then Ruth after that. Thank you. Uh, hey coach. Uh, yeah, having such expertise around the defensive line, uh, what have you seen from Thule, Letuli, Gasanoa, 
so far, and how does he look to step up in his uh, second full season? Yeah, Thule is an explosive guy that um, just got he's got to keep cleaning up his technique, um, his pad level, um, footwork. But he's an explosive guy. He can push the pocket. He can uh, get off blocks and run run down plays, tackle to tackle. Um, he's um, he's a guy that uh, expects a lot of a lot of um, you know he expects him to own the middle, and uh, he, he he's shown he can do it. Like everybody, we're looking for that consistency. But he, he could be and should be a, a dominant player for us. All right, we'll go to last question for Coach. It's uh, Ruth Robbins. Go ahead, Ruth. Yeah, I know you hate answering questions like this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, what <laughs> do you think? I mean, looking at this depth you've got right now at outside linebacker, is it? Do these guys have the potential to be the strongest? group you've had since being a coach at Washington? Um, you're talking the outside, the, the guys in my room? The, you're talking about the outside linebackers? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, got, I think I got – or we got really good depth. Um, we got Rhino, Leatu, Zion. Played a lot of football. And then we got Braylon. Um, who am I, am I missing somebody there? Braylon. Um, Trying to go through the guys in my my head here, um, but we got guys that have played, and then we got we got talented guys coming in. Savelle, um, Cooper McDonald's playing out there now for us, and um, and then um, yeah, I, I I would agree with that that um, that statement. Um, I, I think I think this could be a special unit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Ryan, I was just curious, um, with Joe gone now, um, it really looks like it's kind of your room now in terms of being the, the leader, the senior, the guy that everyone's going to look to. Um, how does that kind of maybe change things for you a little bit and, and uh, maybe up the stakes for you? I wouldn't say it changes much. I mean, last, last year's, me and Joe were kind of leading the group, and then now with all the young guys that we have, it's kind of – a cool thing to see because all the dudes that we have have a lot of potential. So there's not fall off in the group. It's like, we got Joe gone. Joe's doing his thing. We still got a ton of guys that can play. So it doesn't really change anything, honestly. All right. We'll go to Lauren Kirschman. Mike Farrell is on deck. Go ahead, Lauren. You mentioned the young guys. You've got some new guys in the room and coming freshmen. What's kind of stood out to you about those guys? They all work tremendously hard and they're just, just like the other guys that we've always had. I mean, that's the type of dudes that Coach K brings in. So there's no fall off. All of them work hard, and all of them are always trying to get better. There's nobody that's slacking. There's nobody that's not working as hard as another guy. So we all got a bunch of dudes with an eighth-grade mentality. It's what we talk about here is always trying to absorb information and learn new things. So it's we're pretty fortunate to have all those dudes be like that, not have any slackers in the group. All right, we'll go to Mike Varell. Anthony's after him. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Ryan. Um, 
I'm just curious, you know, you do so many different things in your role. How do you define kind of what your role is with this team and, and what's the next step for you in your, your final season here? I'm just a defensive lineman, honestly. I'll play any position on the line and uh, always try to make things happen and always try to be explosive wherever I'm at. Um, so you could, you could literally put me anywhere. Um, and that's just for the next step for me. That's just setting the, setting the table to be able to play anything on the D-line. All right, we'll go to Anthony Edwards. Ruth is on deck. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, Ryan. During your guys' time off, how did you really stay focused on football throughout that whole thing? Just knowing that at any moment things could change and we could be back in this building, back practicing, back working out. So just to make sure that nothing changes uh, routine-wise was the main focus. So just lifting weights, practicing football agility, practicing football technique, and just nonstop sticking in the routine. Because if we fell off on any routine, we wouldn't be as prepared coming back in here. So just making sure we stick in our routine and act like tomorrow everything could change, we'd be back in the building. All right, we'll go to Ruth. Ruth will be followed by Nicholas. Go ahead, Ruth. And, you know, your story is a, is a success story. I mean, you came in, you went over to Florida to IMG to do your senior year. You got the preferred walk-on opportunity. You came to UW. You got the scholarship. Now you've been starting for a couple of years. I mean, what would you tell a, a guy coming in that, that was a walk-on or, and tell him, you know, here's what you need to do to get to this point? I mean, what would be your advice? I would say regardless of everything, always maintain confidence in yourself because there's a lot of outside noise. There's a lot of people that talk. Um, you know, coaches might not mess with you as much at first. So, so you always have to maintain confidence in yourself and your own abilities and always strive to get better every day. And you have to look at it from the standpoint, like, I may be a fourth-string guy right now, but I'm going to come in here with the best attitude possible and just try to get better. So if you act like that every day, stuff starts to change. All right, we'll go to Nicholas at the Daily, followed by Chris Fetters, then Maz. Go ahead, uh, Nicholas. Yeah, as, a, as an anchor of the front seven, uh, now especially without Tron and Unzurike, what have you seen from some of the, not just the younger guys, but returning guys like Thule and some of the other, other younger players? Uh, I'd say that everyone's a lot more vocal. There's a ton of energy. Guys are really excited to make names for themselves, and, and that's exciting for me, you know, to be with those guys in the line. It's like we got a lot of guys that are really hungry. So, I mean, that's exciting for me, and that should be exciting for all you guys as well. You know, we got the guys that are truly ready to make names for themselves. All right, we'll go to Fetters, followed by Masvita, then Lauren, then Varel. Go ahead, uh, Fetters. Hey, Ryan, again, it just was also real curious. You mentioned some of those guys. I know there's a lot of people that are out there trying to uh, get some information on how Savelle has looked so far, especially being a local uh, guy coming through. What, what have you seen from a guy like Savelle, young guy? Yeah, he looks great, you know, and he's a dude that is trying to get better. He asks questions. He's got a good mentality. And it's like guys like that always elevate, you know, so like regardless. And he's got all the tools, so he'll be a great player for sure. All right, Masvita, then Lauren. Go ahead, Mas. Sure. Hey, Ryan, I just wonder if you've given, uh, you know, some thought into your leadership, because obviously you are and you have been. Is there anything, you, something you, you think about that or has just become natural for you right now? And what legacy would you like to leave as a leader of this team on and I'd off? Say, yeah, I say it comes natural. I mean, just being the oldest guy in the room right now, it's a lot of young guys in there. Um, and the legacy that I want to leave is that we're the most physical dudes on the team. We want to be real hard-nosed, bad, nasty dudes. Like, that's just how we're all going to be in that room. So, I mean, just, under Coach K, it's easy to be like that, you know, because that's the mentality that he brings. 
that we manifest out that energy and all our dudes are like that. So that's the legacy I'd like to leave for outside backers. And just as a leader, just be nasty as hell. All right. Uh, we'll go to Lauren and then uh, Mike Farrell after Lauren. Go ahead, Lauren. I was just wondering, I mean, with the off season, the way that it was and all of the uncertainty, did you feel a responsibility as an older guy to make sure that these younger guys were getting ready and were prepared? And, and how did you kind of do that when you're in a situation with a lot of virtual work um, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, when guys are young, you know, there's tons of distractions. And with the uncertainty, like you said, it's like, dudes don't know when we're going to be back in the building. But, uh, like, as a leader, we just get together and make sure we're hanging out all the time as a unit. So we'll be hanging out all the time as a unit. Every time we're hanging out, we're working out, we're training, we're doing passwords, whatever. As long and, and we're hanging out, too. Like, we're doing fun stuff. We're not just all football, business. It helps to maintain dudes, uh, you know, being focused, remaining focused. So it helps just hang out all the time. And we're working out, but we're also having fun and doing a mix of that. So it helps us all stay focused and stick in a routine. All right, we'll go to Mike Farrell, followed by Christian. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned the phrase um, eighth grade mentality, and I was wondering if you could kind of break down what that means. Yeah, so Coach Pete talked about it a lot uh, earlier, and it's about just how an eighth grader is always trying to learn, absorb information and learn new things. You know, like they're going into high school. It's like, oh, my God, I want to learn how to do this, how to do that. Like, what's this like next year? So Coach Pete always talked about when we come in, we have to have an eighth grade mentality. It's like no matter how much you think you might know, you always got to absorb more information. You always got to be ready to absorb new things and new techniques and have an open mindset to take coaching. So that eighth grade mentality is all the dudes in the room are always ready to learn. And nobody's like acting offended when a coach tells them to fix something or when they don't do something right. So it helps when everyone's like that because then everyone is always just striving to get better. No one has an ego about it. So it's eighth grade mentality is just absorbing information and trying to get better every day. All right. Uh, our last question, unless we get another raised hand, will be from Christian Capel. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Ryan, obviously you guys play two outside linebackers at a time a lot. I'm just curious if you could describe the, the differences between those two positions and, and how they might be similar also. Yeah, so typically we're in the nickel formation. In our nickel formation, we have a jack and we have an X. The jack usually plays on the strong side and the X plays on the weak side. And typically the X is the guy that will be dropping in coverage more often. And the jack will be the more of like the defensive end type, like potentially goes into a three tech. Um, but they're more like the defensive end, and then X is more of an outside linebacker archetype. All right, we do have another question from Chris Fighters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Ryan, also uh, talking about another uh, guy that came in true freshman, um, Jordan Lolohea. Really curious to see what you think of him so far. Yeah, I love Jordan. I love his mentality, you know, and he's definitely one of those dudes just like Savelle that tries to get better every day with an open mindset. And, you know, it's like every day those dudes are just building bricks. And it's exciting to see it truly because, you know, it would suck to have dudes that aren't trying to get better with bad mentalities and, like, big egos, but that's the opposite of what we got. So it's perfect. We got Jordan's always trying to get better. Savelle's trying to get better. We got Cooper McDonald who's also doing really well. He's really good. So it's it's pretty a bright future for the outside linebacker room is what I say. And we do have one more question from Kim Grindles. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Shane, can you update us? I mean, Brian, can you update us on what's going on with Shane? And also, you're up to 280. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the weight gain? Uh, was that something you wanted to do? How would you do that? And how do you feel at that weight? Um, I'll talk about Shane first. He's, uh, he's doing really well. He's working as a sales job. Um, so he, and he loves doing that. And as long as he loves doing that, then that's fine. You know, after the XFL got shut down and then they announced that the season wouldn't be coming back for a while, it's like, 
you know, you got to get to work. You can't just sit around and do nothing. So he, he really likes what he's doing now. So that's good for him. And then about the weight, it's just I want to be looked at as a guy that can play inside because that's where I feel most comfortable and where I can make the most impact. And being at 2A, that helps me become that type of archetype. And I feel great at this, too. It's like no drop-off because I had to lose. I was, I was initially heavy, but I was fat. So I had to lose a bunch of fat and then slowly build muscle on my body to change my whole body composition. So doing that over this COVID quarantine really assisted with me getting my body right and doing that. So I feel great and I feel ready to make an impact at that position. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hi, Elijah. Um, I was just wondering, um, obviously, Trent McDuffie had a really strong freshman season. What have you been able to see from him as far as growth? And what have you seen from him over these early days of camp here? Yeah, Trent's my guy. Um, shoot. Trent's a really, he's a really laid back, kind of calm and collected uh, player and person really off the field, too. And I think that's probably his, his strongest attribute. Uh, um, so just really, I mean, he's been doing what he's always been doing. It's just going out there and, and making plays, you know, refining his craft and whatnot. But uh, he's someone I really enjoy playing with. All right, we'll go to Ruth Robbins. Uh, she'll be followed by Mike Farrell and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Ruth. Elijah, you know, we've all talked a lot about, I mean, because Jimmy's the head coach now, but Jimmy, like the the maker of DBU, the, the great secondary coach. Um, but what are you getting from uh, Will Harris and Terrence Brown in terms of, of them taking the torch from Jimmy and coaching you up to the next level? Yeah, it's for sure a different dynamic, especially because we both, we have, you know, coach Harris and coach TB. So um, instead of having one coach now, it's more um, a duo, which is really nice because they both offer, offer different critiques and give different feedback. So really I can go to one coach and I can go to the other one and they'll give me new information to, to apply to my game. Um, but really the name, what they've been so good at is just giving energy to practice. And we always say like the defense runs through our room, runs through the DB room and really uh, the whole team runs through our room. That's, that's what we feel like. So every day we go out there and that's, that's our main focus. Uh, we'll go to Mike Varell followed by Chris Fetters and then Dan Raley. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Elijah, uh, different kind of question for you. I know during the pandemic you were reading a ton um, you can see that on social media and I'm wondering what, um, what books meant the most to you or impacted you the most and why? That's a good question. That's part of the, part of the reason why I wanted to put on my story. The books I've read is just so first of all, I can keep track and I can kind of look back and, and remember what I learned from it. And also so other people could, you know, check, check out, um, cool books that I'm interested in. Um, but I probably say I really like the book four agreements and and also shoe dog those are probably my top two books that i've read and honestly i can't remember other ones at the, at the moment but that's something that i really wanted to spend my summer my time off doing because i didn't want to just you know stay at home on my couch and, and kind of waste the, the quarantine time away all right we'll go to chris fetters he'll be followed by dan Rayleigh, then christian go ahead chris yeah, Elijah, I, I saw a stat the other day where Washington, I think, has held uh, their opponents to 35 points or less in 71 straight games. 
I think the next best in FBS is 19, if I remember right. Mm. Um, Obviously, it predates you for sure. But I'm kind of curious for your perspective, considering how many players you guys put in the NFL year after year defensively, what's allowed you guys to stay so consistent in keeping teams out of the end zone? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the biggest thing is probably uh, we call it we call it shoot awareness. So every every defender has a responsibility in in the run fit, and if you let that if you let someone slip outside uh, of your run run fit, then that's when big plays happen. So I think it just comes down to discipline, especially in tackling, um, and then also on the back end too. We're we take pride in not giving up any big plays. We're trying to limit those as much as possible. So uh, really, like, the offense has to earn it whenever they play against us. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley, followed by Christian, and then Anthony. Go ahead, Dan. Hi, Elijah. Um, Jimmy Lake has said that the four freshman defensive backs coming in are so skilled that they might play early. Uh, which one of those guys has shown you a skill that's made you go, wow? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, they're all very talented. I probably have my eyes on Case and Kinchin the most just because he's my he's nickel, and I've kind of taken him under my wing. Um, and he, I think he's shown flashes of, like, Miles Bryant kind of um, is what KT and I have been talking about and whatnot. So I think he, he'll have a really bright future, and especially since, you know, this, this season is kind of, you know, it won't affect his eligibility at all, so he can really learn a lot. All right, we'll go to Christian Capel, followed by Anthony. Those are all the hands we have. Just one more came up. So go ahead, Christian. Hey, Elijah. Obviously, you've um, practiced against uh, your offensive teammates for, for you know three years and now going into your fourth now. Curious uh, if there are guys on the offensive side of the ball who maybe haven't seen the field a lot yet who you've been impressed by and in practice early this season, and, and also if any of the, the offensive new, newcomers, particularly at receiver, have stood out to you so far. Yeah, I think Austin Osborne, AO, he's really had a good camp so far. Um, also, Rome, the freshman, he he he's been making some plays. I mean, I mean, I think you know, and I talked to uh, Coach June Adams about you know the receive the receiving group. He comes up to me all the time and kind of you know asks what I think about how their room is doing, and, and really they're getting better every day. And I think they have a lot of of weight on their shoulders just because. Um, they're young and they're not, they don't have that many guys in the room compared to the DB room. We have, we have like 25 guys in the room. So, so every day they know that, you know, they got to show up and, and make it easy for the quarterback. All right. We will go to Anthony Edwards followed by Masvida. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, Elijah, you mentioned a couple weeks ago that the lack of a spring camp might affect the younger guys this year, but how have you seen them bounce back over the past week or two? Can you, can you ask that question again? Yeah, just how have the young guys responded to this, like, quick change in the fall camp without the lack of a spring camp, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've, they've been doing a good job. I'm not sure what to say. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's all. That's okay. Uh, let's go to Masvida, followed by Fetters, and then Nicholas. Go ahead, Moss. Yeah, hey, Elijah. Uh, just want to ask a little bit about leadership. You just talked about the coach yeah. comes to you, you know, 
assessing the wide receivers and there's 25 players in, in the room and you're reading just how present are you to your leadership? And obviously is, is that important to you? Is something you think about? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think in order to be a leader, I can't focus too much. Like at the end of the day, I got to do my job too. So um, as long as I hold myself accountable, then I can hold other people's accountable. Uh, but really, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the only leader on the team for sure. I mean, there's, there's young guys like, I mean, uh, Layatu is, is someone that comes to mind as a leader, even though he's a redshirt freshman. But there, there's, you know, there's, there's guys all over both sides of the ball that show um, attributes of, of leadership. Um, but really, I mean, it all comes from, from coaching and kind of, you know, top down. So if, if, you know, they're telling us to do the right thing and, and, and our young guys are, are hearing good things from the coaches, but then also um, when they hear from the players also holds a different kind of weight. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Nicholas. Go ahead, Chris. Elijah, you mentioned um, the nickel spot and Case and Kinchin, and, and, and obviously with Miles no longer there, is it simply just your job to kind of pick up the torch where he left off and, and, and be that guy, or is there more to it in terms of maybe passing down the information that maybe he passed down to you? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And Miles was that, that player for me who – uh, he, I mean, I, he took me under under his wing and taught me a lot about the position, and especially at nickel, there's a lot of complexities to that position. So that's what I've been helping Kaysen with, and and really, it's um, a lot I'm, I'm putting on his plate, and and coaches are putting on his plate, just because as that at that position, you have to kind of command the defense. But he's doing he's doing a really good job of handling um, that pressure, certainly better than I did my freshman year. And kind of like like what I said about Trent McDuffie, how Trent's kind of he – he has a calm personality. I, I see the same in Kaysen. All right. Barring any additional hands going up, we'll uh, end this with uh, Nicholas. Oh, we just had another one go. So, uh, Nicholas and then Masvida. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, hey, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the defensive backfield, Asa Turner is a guy that might have a more – a larger role this year. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about what you've seen from him so far? Yeah, Asa – He's the player who's immediately after practice, he stays on the field and gets extra reps. And then right after that, he goes to the weight room and, and gets some extra um, sets or whatever. So he, he's, he's got that obsession that I think every great player has to have. So I think this year he'll, he'll have a really big year. And a couple of years from now, he's going to, you know, he's going to be making some money. All right. We'll go to uh, Masvida, then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Mas. Yeah, just actually on that note, today's Sunday. You could have been down at Century Link playing. Just how much fun are you having playing football right now down at Husky Stadium? So much fun, really. And that's something that when I talk to guys like Nick Harris and Trey Adams and and, um, and Miles, that, they always said, like, really take for granted your last year of college football because, you know, stuff changes in the NFL. So I've been trying to soak it all up and really just take every day you know, one, one day at a time and, and um, enjoy myself, play the game that I love. All right. We'll wrap things up with Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Elijah, also real quick, obviously we haven't seen much of you guys so far. Um, but when we do see the updated heights and weights for fall camp, you see a guy like Dom Hampton at 220 and was curious uh, on your take of, of Dominique and, and where you see him fitting in this fall, especially if, if that weight's correct. Um, he's probably 215. I think he'll get, he'll get angry if, uh, if you say he's 220, 
But I think one thing that people might not know about Dom is he's really fast. Like he clocks like 22 miles per hour. Um, and I, I'll compete with him on those speed days. But uh, he, he's, he's really refining his craft that corner. And then also I think once when he takes the next step and starts to learn different positions, then he'll be, you know, we'll be able to utilize them in, in numerous roles. Um, but yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.